pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Its words will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against God. Don't you know that? I believe, I believe. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We're your hosts, Matthew and Rachel. Today we're going to do a, another stint into the book of Colossians, Guarding Your Freedom. So, Rachel, why don't you uh, give us an intro? Why are we doing this? Why, why are we looking at it? And what are we looking at? Okay, first of all, um, the other ladies and I in the ministry um, are doing a Bible study on Colossians. So if you would like to join, you should contact either Matthew or Janine Hess, who is heading up the administrative part of it. Um, yeah, I would definitely know. I would definitely say Janine Willis Hess. Uh, she's she's definitely uh, more. Uh, hmm. She's a lot more pleasant than I am. So yeah, but yeah, you can contact me. But she runs it, not me. She's she's the administrator, not me. So, this study you've been doing, who's been, have you been following, how do I say that? Do you have a curriculum you're going by? No, not really. I just, you know, when, when, um, when um, one of the ladies um, suggested we do a study on Colossians 3, I was like, well, let's do the whole book if we're going to do Colossians. So, I was like, hmm, I wonder if my favorite pastor online it has a has a study on colossians really and who's your favorite pastor oh i said my favorite pastor online the online pastor so i'm not online either <laughs> <laughs> i love you baby cakes with all my heart i got her didn't i uh pj's gonna love that <laughs> Jamie will be well, jamming. That's not right what I meant. Okay. All right. So, okay. so what scripture are we looking at today? Okay. What we're looking at today is um, we're looking at Colossians two eight through twenty three. And when Alice, oh, I didn't, I didn't mention the name of the pastor. Yeah. Alistair Bag. Uh, yeah, Alistair Bag is is the pastor that I really like, and he has an app called truth for life where you can search all kinds of uh topics and scripture references and it doesn't matter which one you click on you're gonna love it but anyways we are doing um the book of colossians and now we are on um this section and he entitles it guarding your freedom okay so, so. what verses are we looking at here 2, 8 through 23. 2, 8 through 23. Okay, so are we going to read this or what? Do you want me to I, read I it? I think we should. I don't care. Do you want to read it or do you want me to? I can read it. Uh, all right, go for it. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in him, all the fullness of deity 
dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete, and he is the head over all rule and authority. And in him you are also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self-abasement and the worship of angels, taking his stand on visions that he had seen inflated without cause by his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body being supplied and held together by joints and ligaments grows in a growth which is from God. If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why as if you were living in the world, do you submit yourself to decrees? such as do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, which refer to things destined to perish with use in accordance, in accordance with the commandments and the teachings of men. These are matters which have to be sure the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement and severe treatment of the body but are of no value against fleshly indulgence. Okay, my first question is that like self-abasement, I have no idea what that means because my mind just goes to the basement. So I just like, <laughs> I'm like, goes right this to the basement like, wow. means nothing to me. <laughs> is it a self-made basement? <laughs> um, it is the opposite of, of doing your own pleasure, okay? So it is abstaining from your pleasure, what gives you pleasure. Okay. Okay. So there, so there are some things that we think might give us pleasure that we shouldn't, that God doesn't want us to do. But there are some things that get, might give us pleasure that God doesn't care one way or the other about. Give me an example. Bacon. BLT. Right. There's nothing, nothing really wrong with that. I right? mean... Because you're eating, right? Right. Right. So, like, like, or, I don't know, like, um, for instance, like, 
we went through this time where, you know, it's a process. We went through this time where we were trying to stay away from pork, you know, and we, we finally realized the reason why Jesus set us free from it because it is so hard in the United States to stay away from pork. But well, the biggest well, thing was when we would want an easy night of pizza. Well, well and let, so let me interject in here. Why? Okay. Why? All right, go ahead. I'm if sorry. we wanted to be easy night of pizza, then we had to try to fig find a place that had the hamburger option, the the beef option. Otherwise, we would just have to have plain old cheese. So, like, we couldn't really, like, enjoy it the way that God would have wanted us to enjoy it because we had to find somebody that was selling it with the beef instead of uh, sausage, and then you didn't have... There were a lot... There's a lot of flavors you miss out on if you can't have pepperoni, unless it's turkey pepperoni, but most places, if you're going to order pizza, they don't have that, so... I love you, baby. Um, it is also for another big reason that you said, which my mind went another way. When you said it's hard to get away from pork in America. Right. Okay. The, under the underpinning of this, of course, was finances. Because mm, we're, yeah. we're well below the poverty level, right? So this is a matter of fact. You can go right here to the closest grocery store, and pork is a quarter of the cost of beef. Yeah. And it's always not, not on a little sale. bit quarter. So when you're on food stamps like like we have been, you can't afford beef. Right. You just can't. Right. I mean literally even like a can of beans is gonna have pork in it. Right. Otherwise not unless you want to pay extra for, you know, one that's specially um kosher. And, right. you have to get kosher but it's beans. It's, which, it's it's usually more. Right. So I, I just it's not that I was trying to overshadow you. There were two different reasons. Yeah, there's two. Uh, there's different. There's different aspects, and um, different people. Somebody in a different income bracket may be facing different aspects. But at the end of the day, it puts a lot of stress on. And that was yes. another thing that I figured out that by the time I was done grocery shopping, I was so tense. My that my whole shoulders would be so tense from you know, having to look at the backs of the ingredients and figure out whether or not it had any pork in it. And I was just, I, one day I just came home and this, I was like, this doesn't even make any sense. And I don't, I can't even remember what scripture that I was reading that evening that God made clear to me that this was what he set us free from. It's not that which goes into the mouth that makes you unclean. It's that which comes out. And I think that was that was what was it because I was so stressed that I was yelling at the kids and saying things that weren't things that Jesus would be very proud of me saying. And um and that um was what kind of I think it was that that scripture verse and I was like, "Wait a minute." So, I'm I've gotten nowhere. I've gotten nowhere. So, that's that was kind of the start of me understanding but it was like I said before it was a process because we were doing it for a while and trying to do it that way so it helped me to understand what the Jewish people were being freed from 
Well, let, let's also talk about this because um, it was about that time I got you that book from Dr. Cherry, right? No, oh, yeah. yeah. Which is. Do we still have it or did I throw I was, it away? I was looking over there. Um, yes. Yep, it's on this that shelf right there. This? Oh. This? Oh, yeah, it's yellow. It's yellow. Yes? Yeah. Pretty sure. What does it no. say? Turn it around. Th this isn't it. Um, y yeah, it's, I, I got it, it is. It is. It's by him. I got you. Is it by Dr. This Cherry? Was a no, it's not. Oh, Told you. Okay. Yes, you have the book up there somewhere, somewhere from Dr. Cherry. But anyway, this is one of them. Yeah. Okay? So, they also come at you like this, that it is healthier not to eat pork. And it is because of massive trans fats. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that until you start to cut meat. You yeah. realize... They really healthy. go into it more than just pork, though. They right. they go into all of the different laws and, you know, how somehow having one type of fiber, wearing one type of fiber instead of a mixed fiber is healthier. And what oh, it goes on. What supersedes all of this garbage? What supersedes all of this is, even if it is healthier to not eat pork, guess what? You're going to live forever. We've died with Christ to the elementary principles of this world. Very good. You caught it. You grabbed right onto it, baby. So if it kills us, that's okay. You can't kill me. Because I'm not, not, not going to die now. No, you're not. So, and I'm going to be on this earth as long as God wants me to be on this earth. But, you know, the closer I get to the end time of me um, being on this earth, the the more I'm excited about it. So, because like, if what am I working for? Because you if know, you're not so. on this earth, you're in the kingdom of heaven. Right. Right. So the closer I get to it, the more excited I get about leaving this earth. You know, even though I know that there is a purpose I need to fulfill while I'm here, right. according to the kingdom. And you will fulfill that purpose, and not no matter how much pork you eat, it's not going to stop you. Amen. No, and it, like if God gives me a choice, you know, if he if he says, you know, I've given you enough money, you can pick pork or beef. A lot of times I would pick the beef, but there are some times where I just kind of want pork chops, you know, like blasphemy. It's it's good. Sometimes I. I, I want like the actual sausage and not the turkey sausage. There's it's different. Yes, ma'am, it is different. So, so this is a pretty important lesson that we learn here. So, so what you're saying by having this be the title? What was the title again? Guard your freedom. Guarding Guard your, your freedom. freedom. Guarding your freedom. Yeah. You're, so you're guarding it. You're because like there's all kinds of people that are come in and say you have to do a certain thing. Like, like what? Like now you have to wear, you know, now now that you've been a Christian a while, they sit you down and they tell you, well, you really should be wearing a dress all the time. You know, God is, is going to be happier with you if you wear a dress all the time. You're sure he'll be happy with me if and, I'm wearing And I've even had somebody, and I didn't believe them, but... Um, back when we were still, while I was still in my childbearing years, they were trying to tell me that um, I would be a better Christian if I tried not to have kids because then I could more fully serve God. And they also said that you shouldn't have kids because... The world you, is sinful. And you're going to bring the 
bring the children into a sinful... And you're saying that people at church said this. Not people at church, but people that went to church told me that. I see. So not people that went to your church, but people that were going to church. They, and yeah, that I was friends with in other on other relationship levels. I see. So... Can I talk about something that you weren't probably expecting me to talk about? I don't know. Depends. It depends. Yeah. So let's talk about these magical verses because there's there's something in Exodus that you need to see, okay? In Exodus? There's something in Exodus. I'm going to read this again, okay? Um, verse 11. And in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and the removal of the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ. One of the most difficult passages in all the Pentateuch, the law, the first five books of the Bible, mm -hmm. is the verses we're getting ready to share. But this verse made it perfectly clear that, that your flesh contains all those earthly pleasures, right? And when you're sanctified in Christ, when you're sanctified, all that flesh has been circumcised from you, right? That's what it's saying. Okay. So, what magical verses am I talking about in Exodus? Let's go to Exodus chapter 4, verses 24, 25, and 26. Okay? Okay. This is what it's talking about. And this is why that happened. Because of the circumcision of Christ. He was crucified for you understand? Because he was crucified for you, you don't have to be circumcised. Do you understand? But I, but we do have to be spiritually circumcised. And that is called sanctification. When you're spiritually circumcised, you're sanctified. Okay? Yes. Okay, so here's the difficult passage. Exodus chapter 4, verses 24. Now it came to pass at the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Then Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet. And she said, You are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. At that time she said, You are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. So why these three verses are here? Mm -hmm. Because... Prophetically, God had already written Colossians chapter 2, yeah. verses 8 through 23. Right. Right. And then another thing I was thinking of, because a lot of people will read this and say, oh, that means we can do whatever we want. We can do all the stuff the world is doing, and, you know, we can, we can um, commit adultery. We can, it doesn't matter if we cheat or lie or steal, but seems to me like no it, it it's not supposed to be painless because um for because it's a circumcision of our spirit so that it is it is going to be painful in a different way and that we we will have to tell the truth when it's not in our best interest to tell the truth we're going to have to pay the money when it's not in our best interest to pay the money. Amen. 
because that that is where it comes to the the circumcision of your spirit that Amen. happens you know that where you where where somebody steals something really valuable that you need and you could sue them and yet the holy spirit is saying no don't forgive them let it go let it go and that that you you probably kind of know what i'm talking about and we shouldn't go into detail because it could get too specific but you know we were faced with something not too long ago where it was somebody really cheated us and we could have sued them and god said no no god said let it go and and it was really hard and sometimes it's still kind of hard um to just let it go we have to re-forgive them sometimes and but it, it's also freeing because we know that we don't have to deal with it because our freedom is in christ because even though we want to sue them and you realize we have well we don't have to go into detail don't go into you're right detail. we're not going into detail but we are free from that because jesus has sacrificed our flesh for us. We didn't have to sacrifice our own flesh. He did it for us. On the yeah. Yeah. So that is very encouraging. And we must also die to ourselves right. as well. We and must the, and cut. it's in that way, not of not not dying to um so that we're not able to enjoy pizza anymore. We're not that's not what God's talking about. That's that's going off on a tangent. That God never meant us to do. It's about it's about these spiritual things that are going on. Amen. Amen. These relational things, and there's nothing in the Bible that that said that we were that we shouldn't sue these people. You know, and I mean, the Bible says you're not supposed to sue um, other Christians, but right. these people weren't acting like Christians, and so we could have. You know, there wasn't anything unbiblical, but that's why. Um, the Holy Spirit came to give us the law in our heart yes. to tell us, no, don't, you're not going to sue them. Well, let's go one step further with the message, okay, from Exodus chapter 4, okay? Okay. Okay. You need to understand that when Christ crucified our flesh, he eradicated the ethnos. He eradicated that you had to be a Jew to be a Christian, right? He eradicated it. He, he circumcised that flesh. This is what the true nature of what was going on with Zipporah. Let's go to the event horizon. Why did Moses not want to circumcise that child, Rachel? I can't remember. I... Okay, I'll read it to you. Okay. This is why. This is why. Exodus chapter 2, verse 16. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to Reuel, their father, and said, Why have you come back so soon today? So they said, An Egyptian delivered us from the hands of the shepherds, and what is more, he even drew water for us and watered the flock. Now take note. Moses is not called a Jew here. He's called an Egyptian. So this is a play on words in Hebrew, but we're not going to get into that. Verse 20. And he said to his daughters, Where is he then? Why is it that you have left the man behind? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses was willing to dwell with the man, 
and gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses. Then she gave birth to a son and named him Gershon, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. So this is a magnificent play on, on Egyptian, right? Where did they sojourn? They sojourned in the land of Egypt, right? And Moses is admitting here, and yet, even though four points is driven home here today, that Christ was going to crucify the flesh and you did not have to be a Jew. Moses was not called a Jew here. Twice he wasn't called an Israelite, right? An Israeli, right? Right. So it's a magnificent way for us to, to realize that Christ crucified the flesh. You don't have to be a Jew. You don't have to be a Russian. You don't have to be, you don't have to wear a long dress. You don't have to wear a suit and tie. Amen? Amen. You are free from penny loafers, right? You're free from having long hair. You're free from having a hair up in a net. You're free from all that stuff. Literally, Christ was circumcised for us in the crucifixion, and this is how we can become sanctified. That's what this is all about. This is what he's trying to say. At the end of the day, this is why you don't have to be a Jew, baby cakes. You can be an Eskimo. You. you can be a Native American Indian and enter into sanctification through Christ because he was circumcised for you. Yeah. His life was circumcised. Yes. Amen? Yeah. Further comments? Um, hmm. Okay, so let's touch a little bit on some of the things that um, could be become a stumbling block one way or the other. Because we talked about th in ways that people would... Um, Okay, so, therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink. Um, so, and, well, the rest of it is, it, or in respect to a festival or new moon or right. Sabbath day. This is What a, happens when they try to? Well, just take note that this is of Antichrist. It's the Antichrist I that, that like, tries to change the times and the law. That's what we just mentioned here. The, to, the, the law and the seasons. No, I'm, I'm talking about how, you know, for instance, the Sabbath day, you know, or, mm -hmm. or you know, anything that, right, right. that they're trying right. to act as your judge in. Well, you know, what do we do when we're trying to be part of a body? We're trying to be a Christian. We're trying to have, be connected with our fellow believers. And yet, um. We have to work on Sunday? They're, they're judging us for something mm -hmm. that. Like, we literally don't even remotely think is wrong. Like, right. I mean, well, let's, like, anything. Let's edify those people, those fellow Christians that are going through this. The Sabbath, you can celebrate as any day of the week. And if you're poor and you have to work on Sunday, you celebrate it on your day off. First off, let's lay the concrete foundation. He just said you've been freed from all that crap. 
What if you work at Valio and you don't have a day off? Then you work it. You work in your Sabbath wherever you can, and it is holy because because Christ, having circumcised Himself for your sanctification, made Ladi Dadi every day sanctified. So you can you can celebrate. You can just. Your... You can just make that day special yes even though you have to work you sanctify one day you set that side and you you circumcise your flesh by you do not think about your own thoughts you think about what god wants you to think about and praying all day maybe even listening to christian music or or listening to uh the bible being read out loud all day you do it somehow some way whichever way you can do it you dedicate your thoughts to christ that day and that's your Sabbath, whether you have to work or not. Okay. So what about, and I know it's not in this book of the Bible that it talks about it, but when it comes to putting a stumbling block one way or the other. So like for say, for instance, like I can think of one instance where if I didn't wear a dress, it would be a stumbling block because uh, there are a lot of older men, oh. especially in yeah. in um, right in like an Amish community, yeah. who they are they have thoughts of temptation if they see a lady that is not wearing a dress. If right. they're wearing slacks instead of a dress, they and so that would be. Uh, putting a stumbling block yes, because, for them. Yes, because they can see the nooks and crannies. Yes, they can. But but to most people who grew up in our culture, it's almost the other way around. Right. It's it's a cultural thing. Cultural. And yeah. but you do have to like be. I I think keep that in mind that you're not like saying okay like you're not my judge so I'm gonna wear these jeans i don't care who's around and what about the other way around where you might cause somebody to stumble by um say some type some type what's some type of rule that most christians has realized that it's easier to live a christian life if you follow this particular rule that might become a stumbling block to other people What's, a, what's something that most Christians follow, even though it's not in the Bible? It's because it, because it helps. <laughs> um, wow. Um, there's a lot of those sayings that aren't in the Bible, like um, God helps those who helps themselves. That's not what I'm talking about. I know, but that's the what's coming to my mind. I'm, um, I'm talking about, like, for instance, like we don't drink. Could that become a stumbling block to somebody who is is hasn't been a Christian for very long? What do you mean? I don't understand what you mean. I mean, if, if we don't drink, how can that be a stumbling block? If we make a big deal about it to them about drinking or not drinking, could I guess it, be it a could. Stumbling block? I guess it could. Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes to um, taking communion, because there's Christians out there that think that. If you're not actually drinking wine, you, you're blaspheming against the communion or something. Yeah. And we don't preach that. If you got water, that's what you drink. Yeah, I know that the Salvation Army, they don't even do communion because of the fact that they have so many 
recovering alcoholics that come into their right. congregation and it just having even if it's just juice it kind of it has caused some to stumble so they don't really do it right yep all right we're at the end of this program you ready to pray us out of here yeah i guess so i love you baby Kate. are we gonna do the lord's prayer or do you want me to just pray something no you just pray this time heavenly father thank you so much for the freedom that you've given us to be able to open your word and be able to read um whether it's in english hebrew greek or whatever language whatever translation I, I just thank you for that freedom that you've given to us to be able to talk about your word to be able to talk about jesus on the internet i thank you so much for that freedom lord and i pray that these words will be edifying to other believers other people even even people who are not yet believers i pray that this message would get through to many people who you love because you love everybody thank you lord in jesus name amen amen till next time ladies and gentlemen god bless godspeed